Hello, everybody, and welcome to the PK Podcast. Today, we got team previews, and we also have some other big recruiting news. So let's get ready to dive in. Hello, everybody. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Uh, It's been crazy. These past couple of days for high school sports, we've seen a lot of commitments. But the main thing we're going to be talking about today is going to be the team previews that I've been waiting for a couple of days now to do. Um, I was going to come out with these like two days ago, but Bound, God bless him, was down for a day. So I had to wait on that, and I decided to use that time just go a little bit more in depth, ask some players, ask some coaches, some players that I should be looking out for, um, that I maybe just haven't seen film yet or like didn't start last year, so I don't know their impact yet. But today we'll be going over group one. The teams in group one will be Valley, Ankeny, Roosevelt, Des Moines North, Des Moines Lincoln, and Marshalltown. Now, Fun fact, this uh, group is the only group to have two teams make the Dome Um, last year. It was Valley and Ankeny. They both played each other. Um, Ankeny won that game kind of, I believe, pretty dominantly. It was pretty close, and then Colin Kadolf just kind of stole the show there. But Valley took the first game of that uh, head-to-head matchup at their stadium during homecoming on a crazy, like, potential game of the year. Um, yeah, this this division, it's top-heavy, I'd say, especially with some of the transfer stuff and some seniors leaving for these other four teams besides Ankeny and Valley. Uh, I don't see a lot of, like, playoff potential. I, like, I see maybe one team potential. Uh, looking at the schedules, maybe... Maybe, nah, I don't know. Maybe Roosevelt, we'll have to see how they reload with their loss. We'll talk about it later. But um, let's just dive right into these team previews. I'm excited for this. So we're going to start with Valley. Valley, their schedule is looking like week one. They got Northwest. Then they play Southeast Polk, Urbandale. Then they play Waukee. Then they play Marshalltown. Then they play Ankeny, Des Moines Lincoln, then they play Dowling, and then Roosevelt. They've got a really hard schedule, as expected out of these kind of suburbs, um, kind of elite schools. They all have super tough schedules, especially with the new kind of realignment um, thing they had going on. So they're all going to have tough schedules. I mean, the games that stick out to me right now, Southeast Polk, that's of a huge game. Southeast Polk has been kind of dominant over Valley the past couple of years. So I'm I'm interested to see can Valley kind of break that break that seal of Southeast Polk cuz Southeast Polk last year they beat them like they scored 40s in the 40s and um Sep did lose Xavier for a majority of that game I believe due to an ankle injury that put him out for like a couple weeks. So and I think that Valley team was probably better than this one. But this team, 
I think it's been kind of slept on. We'll have to see. I don't know if it's being slept on because rankings haven't come out from like the register of the Gazette. But I feel like populace-wise, this team, the Valley just reloads with athletes. Their underclassmen are really good. Like a lot of them are really good. One of them's going to go D1. I'm pretty confident about that. So Valley's one of those teams you got to watch out for, man, because they could fill holes really easily. They have the biggest population in the state as a school, so they can reload. They got, they get athletes, man. They they have some of the best athletes to ever come out of the state. So, looking at, I'll, I'll keep going at their schedule. Urbandale, Urbandale is a really good game. Urbandale, I think they kind of always. It's always a good game, except for that monstrous blowout they had in the playoffs. I think it was two years ago. Um. But last year it was a really good game. I believe it was like twenty-one to seventeen, and it was that game looked was really good. Um, at Ankeny, we know that game's gonna be nuts. Valley and Ankeny kind of have like a not a rivalry, but they they both those teams just I feel like uh, play to their ceiling when they're playing each other. One of those teams is just gonna play to their ceiling. Like I'd say when Ankeny won the championship, besides obviously beating Southeast Polk 42-14. to 14. I'd say they played one of their best games against Valley. They just kind of dominated that game, and Valley was good that year. Um, you could argue probably Dowling Nails. Ankeny played really good. Um, other than, I mean, at Dowling, I was about to say other than that, completely, you can't forget about Valley at Dowling. There's going to be a load of prospects in that game going at it. So, Right away, we'll go over the key returners. In my opinion, I'm not at training camp every day. If you're from Valley, if you're a player on Valley, you know your team better than me. So if I'm missing a returner, feel free to tell me because I'll happily mention them. But so far, my key returners for Valley would be Aiden Price. He's the stud on their team. I'm hearing he's going to be playing quarterback this year, which that's exciting because of one of their other their, one of their underclassmen, Xavier Robinson, plays wide receiver. And that duo is going to be electric. That could be one of the most electric duos in the state. Quarterback wide receiver duos, that is. Bryce Anderson is a tight end. He, uh, I asked Aiden Price about him, and he said he's got really good. He's He's got a great frame. He's in the 6'6", 250 range. I believe I can check for exact. Um, let me check for exact so I'm not like absolutely like messing up his uh, measurables. But uh, they were really impressive. Hold on, one second. All right, he's six six, two forty pounds, and he runs in the four sixes. Um, he didn't get much playing time because Eli Raridan kind of had that spot unlocked. There was no really opportunity for him to get playing time, but. Um, he's getting a lot of attention this summer from schools. So he's going to be a player to watch for them that can really drive their offense to another level. Cause I know Valley's going to reload with like a running back. That's really good. They always do. I it's hard to think of a year where Valley doesn't have a good running back. So, um, that's their offense is just going to be explosive. My big concern would be the defense. The defense loses, um, Drew Henderson and Caden Hutch. 
And those are two dudes that were really good last year. They anchored that defense. The defense wasn't spectacular last year, but it did its job. It, it, because of how explosive their offense was, it was able to hold on. But they lose their one, two, three, four, five. They lose, they lose their top five tacklers, and Chase Hutchinson's a corner. He's number six on the list. Um, they do return Ryan. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name. Quinn. Um, he's a D lineman. He has about 26. He had 26 and a half tackles last year. Four tackles for loss. Pretty good season. Um, I will. I mean, they lose a lot in the linebacking core, and that's a reason to be skeptical of this team. But I think they're going to reload. Now, they, they're going to have young pieces playing a lot of time. And when you have young pieces playing, that can lead to a rough start. And when you have no, at Northwest and then Southeast Polk and then Urbandale to start your season, it's kind of you got to be going right away because uh, that RPI will settle in about right around the Ankeny or Marshalltown point. So that's like week five, week six for them. And if you're going... If you're one and three, that's worst case scenario. You're kind of screwed with the playoff spot. You're gonna be playing a, a team that's a powerhouse team. So you kind of want to get that home field advantage. And Valley very well could. Valley has the talent. They're just gonna be decently young. Aiden Price hasn't even played quarterback. He was supposed to play quarterback, I believe. He played a little bit, but he hasn't played a full season of varsity quarterback. So he's even new, and he's he's a stud. That's the skepticism about this team, but I, I this team's gonna be explosive. It's gonna be fun to watch. Her. They have so many athletes. I'm not as worried as about them as some others maybe. Um, for me, their MVP this season, it's kind of obvious. I think it'll be Aiden Price. Aiden Price is their stud. He's gonna go D1 most likely. Uh, most improved player, I've got Bryce Anderson. I think Bryce Anderson, I'm buying into this hype, hearing good things about him. He's 6'6", 240, and he's running in the 4'6". Like, that's going to be a D1 tight end, most likely, if he can add some size. We'll see how his receiving ability is. I haven't seen tape on him receiving-wise, so I'm in, I'm hyped to see these new names for Valley. I think that's kind of... Xavier Robinson and Bryce Anderson, those are two guys I want to see play that both of them have D1 upside. Chase Hutchinson, he was good at corner last year. Um, he kind of shined in some games, but it'll be interesting if he takes that jump, if he's still going to play DB, or are they going to have him at safety? We don't know. So, yeah, this team is exciting. Uh, as for their, I'll go over their losses real quick. They lose a lot. That's why there's skepticism. They lose Mason Morrow, their quarterback, who was top three, top four quarterback in the state last year. He was elite. His playmaking ability was unmatched. Deion Hutch, uh, backup running back, who was really good. You can't. He was like an. They had the best like one-two punch duo felt like in the state with Danny Rankins and Deion Hutch, who are both gone now. But both those dudes were crazy explosive. Eli Raridan, the biggest one. He had. I, there is an argument he was the best player in the state last year. He was, he has the potential to go to the NFL. He's got the size to do it. They're losing him. Okay, Grevin Good, he was a good uh, receiver. He had some good, really good games for them. And then Drew Henderson, leading tackler. And then Caden Hutch, uh, leading, uh, second leading tackler. And then Jake Owen, who was a really good de- uh, defensive lineman for them. 
he was big. He would just eight up holes. And uh, he didn't really have that much pass rushing threat. He, was, he had two sacks, but he was a great, like, just he would just eat up holes uh, for the opposing offense. So their over-under is set at six and a half. So they're projected kind of like if we think about it, six wins or seven. You kind of have to pick between that. So there's when you go down, if we schedule watch, if we look at their schedule real quick, they've got Northwest. Do I think they're going to beat Northwest? I do. I do. I think they've got the better talent. Now, that being said, last year, I, uh, they barely won. It was the one of the most nuts games of the year. That went into like double overtime. I don't even know if the exact. It, it went into like a crazy sequence. There's a lot of crazy things happened in that game. So I think they'll win that. Southeast Polk, I'm giving them no. I'm giving them the win against Urbandale. So they're two and one to start the season. Four and one against Waukee. Five and one against Marshalltown. Uh, five and two against Ankeny. Ankeny, now this is a coin toss because Valley played, if they play like they did when they beat Ankeny their homecoming uh, game last year, they very well could beat Ankeny because Ankeny's defense lost a lot. So it's going to be interesting to see if Valley is going to be able to capitalize on that. I think a lot of these games are going to be shootouts this year. Um, Des Moines Lincoln, I'm giving them a win. So 6-2 and two at Dowling. Well, it's like it's home. They both play at the same stadium, if you didn't know. I mean, that's kind of the make-or-break game. They're 6-2. and two. I'm giving them for sure 7-3. and three. Yeah, I'll go. Wait, no, 7-2. and two. Yeah, I'm giving them 6-3. Hmm, and three. Six and three or seven and two. Can they steal one of these games from Sep, Ankeny, or Dowling? I say they do. I say they do steal. I'm going over. I'm going over for Valley. I think one of those three games they'll get upset. I think they're a good enough team to get one upset in there. I don't know who it's going to be against. Their best shots probably Southeast Poke maybe. Because it's a home game and it's beginning of the season, maybe there's a struggle of Moberly starting his first first kind of big games right away. Because Seb's got a brutal schedule, but I'm going the over. I believe they can get upset, so that'll wrap up Valley. That took about like ten minutes, I think, which is perfect. That's how long I want to see. Um, that's a little bit of a longer one though. Once I get to the later teams, I probably won't have as much to talk about. But I'll try to talk about each athlete as much as I can. So we'll move on to defending uh, runner-ups, Ankeny. Uh, they, they're interesting. They don't return. It's not like a returning Ankeny players. They got three transfers. Um, two came this year. Then they had J.J. Pola transfer from Centennial to Ankeny. Um, so they're returning. J.J. Cole. Jason Williams, who's a Kennedy running back, he's kind of like a wrecking ball. That man can truck stick people like he's nuts. <laughs> he that that's such a big ad for them because um, running back was kind of a question mark with Kate Alf leaving. Then they got Jamison Patton, um, D one D defensive back going to Iowa State. He is going to be 
super fun to watch this year with him and JJ play on the same 77 team. And Jameson is elite uh, wide receiver as well with the DB. It's going to be super fun to see how he did, plays wide receiver. Um, Maddox Ward, another wide receiver for them. He never really had like a crazy game, but he was he was like just serviceable for them last year. We'll see if he makes a big step. He had 306 yards um, for them last year. He was a uh, third on the team, second on the team in receiving yards, third on the team. Um, Will Heinrichs was second on the team in receiving yards. He had a really good game against Valley last year. Um, that was kind of, I mean, he was good. He never had a bigger game after that. I believe he had like 150 yards or something and like three touchdowns. That was nuts. Um, but I'm, I'm hearing he'll play both ways. He'll play linebacker and wide receiver. We'll see how that goes both ways in the CIML. That can be, that can be eh sometimes, but. He's a physical kid, so we'll see. Ben Sandvik returning at defensive back. He had a good year. I'm hearing he'll play DB again. So they'll have a veteran kind of DB presence, which is always good. Diego Jackson, who just committed to Mankato State, is returning for them. He is a he was a good defensive lineman for them. He he's physical and he's quick. Uh on the line they get Joe Kingston back, who's uh, exceptional. Ryan Mayer, who was exceptional, and Drew Monsivis, who's exceptional. Those, all three of those have the chance to go play college football. So they return. Their offense looks really good, but their defense, that's where the question marks is because they lost. I mean, their top, they lost their leading one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Their top seven tacklers are gone. That's seven out of the um, 11 starters on that defensive defensive um, lineup so they're losing a lot it'll be interesting to see how they replenish Ankeny's always been kind of able to just replenish on defense their defense kind of just the past couple of years seems to be good um that could be just kind of an influx of defensive talent but um it'll be interesting to see how this uh defense looks by the start of week one uh, but the offense is loaded it's got I'm hearing Devin Akers. He's a super tall, big frame guy that he'll be good on the goal line. Goal line situations on uh, goal line fades. Uh, they lose Kate off. He was like player of the year last year. 23 touchdowns, 1,801 yards. Um, he was um, beyond elite last year, but he's gone. He's going to uh, Mankato State. But now Jason Williams fills in his spot. So they should be fine there. And then J.J. Cole, who started off rough last year, but now is, he? I mean, he's performing out of his mind uh, against, I mean, in Elite 11, he was playing out of his mind too. So I'm really interested to see how good he got, the improvements he made. Um, I, I would be interested to see how he performs in um, games that are, like the big games we've we've seen this championship game was rough and centennial was rough um and both those games were kind of big that's the biggest games for ankeny all year and uh like valley you could say in the semifinals he played good but i mean chaos getting the biggest workload out of anybody on that team so i'm interested to see this team they're over under it's sitting at eight and a half 
which is super high. That's either eight wins, so eight and one or nine and zero. Oh. Um, I'll come back to that. Um, I'll, we'll, we'll do their losses and then we'll do their schedule. Their losses, they lose Colin Kidolf. We talked about him. Brady McCullough, who went to UNI. Um, he's going to have a really good... I mean, he was a big time for them. He he had kind of turned it on at the end of the season, or not at the end. Like, after week two, he became one of the state's top receivers. I think he led in receiving yards in the state. Um, yeah, he was really good. He's got a massive frame. Um, he's going to play, I think, tight end at UNI. Crandall... Ryan Crandall, he he uh, was really good at safety for them for three years. He went to Western Illinois. Sean Gavin was a really good linebacker for them. Jackson Penningroff was a really good linebacker for them. Tandon Webb Tate was a really good. I mean, these are first team All State, first team All State. Uh, I think second team All State. Um, Nick Eaton playing nose. Uh, he was good for them. Will Cornwell. He played safety and DB for them. He was good. Perrine Simonson was really good all year. And then they lose uh, Antonio Spina, who was a guard for them on the offensive line. Um, yeah, this team, um, is it's really good. They lose a lot. That's where the questions are on defense. The question's defense. They're going to probably get into more shootouts this year, so we'll have to see if that offense can keep up. They definitely have the firepower to keep up. Um, so we'll go to their schedule. They start with at Waukee. That should be a win for them, in my opinion. Centennial, that game's toss-up. That game's going to be crazy this year. Centennial is also going to be good. Um, they're going to be better than they were. I think last year they they lose Trey Porter and Peyton Good, but they if Trent Smith can take a leap, I mean, they're looking deadly. They've got pieces all over the place, and their defense, I think, will be really good. Um, Dowling, um... That should be a win. They've been playing really good against Dowling. That, but you can't ever say that should be a win against Dowling. That's another toss-up at Southeast Polk. That's going to be a crazy game. Uh, it could be like, I think it'll be a shootout this year. Um, both defenses are going to be interesting. I think Seb's defense probably going to be, looks better right now. But we don't know um, what could change. Uh, at Roosevelt, that should be a win. Valley, I'd say they're going to, like, I'm favoring them winning. But that's another game they could lose. And then Des Moines North, they'll win. Lucky Northwest, I think they'll win. And Des Moines Lincoln, I think they'll win. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. And then there's a three-game toss-up span. Of, it's it's he- kind of that hell month for them. They've got Centennial, Dowling, Southeast Polk. That is in ridiculous <laughs> three-game stretch. Two and one for them, they'd take it in a heartbeat. Last year, they went... Um, two and one in this stretch. Um, they lost to Centennial. Uh, I mean, I'm going the. I think I'm going the. Um, ah, this is tough, man. Eight and a half is such a high number, so I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna go under. I think they'll go seven and two or eight and one. Um. I don't even think a team went undefeated. No, yeah, no team went undefeated last year in the regular season. So I don't think it's reasonable just to assume they'll beat all these teams because they lose a lot of a lot of uh, like college talent on the defensive side of the ball, which is very important. Um, they're kind of catching at a good time. A lot of these teams are losing a crazy amount of talent on the defensive side of the ball. So yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm gonna go MVP for them. 
JJ Cole. Um, that's he's the starting quarterback. He he's a four star. Like I'm expecting big things. Uh, Thirty touchdown season and uh, maybe like a two thousand five hundred yards plus. Um, as for most improved player, I got Will Heinrichs. Uh, both ways, I think he's gonna kind of be given that, like he kind of we need you to step up. I think do a Jameson at wide receiver, he'll get a lot of looks, and then at linebacker, I mean he has to be great for them at linebacker. Otherwise, there's gonna be uh, it's gonna be scary at linebacker for them because they run a three four. You, you um, need a really good linebacker for that. So. So far, I've got over on the Valley, six and a half. Under on the Ankeny, eight and a half. Um, I just think that's a, such a high number. Uh, so I'm going to go under. Um, we'll move on to the next teams. We've got Des Moines Roosevelt. Um, they are kind of a, one of those stories where they lost Jameson Pat in their transfer portal. Kind of transfer portal, whatever you want to call it. Um, that was in tough for them because their team. I mean, they had. I don't know who's going to play quarterback for them. I see like a Brady Palmer. Palmer, he was backup last year. It looks like, or maybe. I don't know if he's actually going to, like, if that's their quarterback. Um, I don't know much about him. Maybe he's good, and I just have been sleeping on him. But they so schedule. We'll just start with the schedule right away. Uh, they play at Des Moines East. That should be a dub, in my opinion. Uh, versus Waukee, I think they lose. So, 1-1. One one. Um, at Otumwa, 2-1. Two at Irmondale, 2-2. Two two. Ankeny, 2-3. Two Des Moines North, 3-3. Three three. At Marshalltown, 3-4. Marshalltown, I mean, they're kind of both the same teams. They both lose their best player. And Marshalltown beat them last year. So I'm going to go 3-4. and four. At, at Sioux City East. Ah, 3-5. and 3-6. I'm going under. I'm going under on 4.5. Um, yeah, I'm going to go under. But, I mean, they, they there's two games right there. At Marshalltown and at Sioux City East. Those are two games you could kind of toss up. They got a brutal four-game stretch. For them, like so, Des Moines North they should win. They're at Des Moines, but then they at Marshalltown, at Cities, at Valley. Like those, are, I mean, that's a tough three game stretch all on the road. Um, as for returners, um, I'm, I mean, I'm not even gonna attempt to say uh, Peter Peter's last name because I'm gonna butcher it. Um, but he he was a good wide receiver for them last year, 380 yards. Um, he was their second uh, wide receiver with three, second with the yards, and then so they returned a good amount in the receiving core. I see they're returning four out of their top five uh, for receiving yards. So that's a that's a big plus for them. Make it easier on the quarterback that has to step in. Um, George Williams, he's a college guy. I think he'll go play college football for sure. Um, he's in a, he's a guy. He's a great tight end talent. Um. Lucas Pullman, uh, he he has he had four touchdowns this year, 196 yards receiving. Uh, oh my gosh, these names! I'm so sorry. 
I'm already so bad at names, bro. Um, Jaquan uh, J- Bradley, I attempted. Um, 33 tackles. He was our second leading tackler. He'll be returning. He's got a good amount of tackles for losses, so that is a, that's a plus for them. Henry Claypool, he has some upside. He's only a sophomore. He played a good amount of time for them. He had two and a half tackles for losses, so... I like him on the D-line. And then Isaac, Isaac Garcia, I believe he plays O-line and D-line. Um, he's a, That's good. They're returning a good O-lineman, such D-lineman. So this team has the – like, I see it. I'm looking at this now. I'm kind of – I mean, I think they could win one of those Marshalltown or Sioux City East games. But I'm skeptical about quarterback. I'am trying to think of quarterback. Sioux City East has a dude that – I think we'll be pretty good, especially out uh, west. Marshalltown, they got a better probably quarterback situation. Dalen Hudson, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. They go 0 two there, but that I'm a little bit more confident with this team after looking at their receiving core returning and they got some pieces on the defensive line. Um, Isaac Garcia had a good amount of tackles last year, he had, and a sack. Um, I'm a little bit more. Uh, I'm a little bit more into this team now. I'm I'm buying in a little bit more. I'm still gonna go the under though. I think that maybe they get four wins instead of three, so four and five, which is respectable, especially for losing like your D1 dude. Um, uh, their big losses would be Jamison Patton, uh, Devere Jones, Devere. Oh God, <laughs> I definitely butchering his name. Russell Lamar at running back. Skyler James, he was a linebacker for them. He was really good. Uh, he had a lot of tackles and a lot of tackles for last. Um, Cole Norris, and then uh, Kent Murphy's son, Colin Murphy, the stud himself. He actually had a pretty good year. He had, he had a good amount of tackles for losses. Um, I'm more interested in this team than I thought I would be. I've kind of said that over and over again. but I, I still probably am taking the under, four and a half high. For them, I think, especially after losing a quarterback, that was really good and was the majority, uh, a majority of, huh, DK Metcalf just signed a big extension. But yeah, Jamison Batten was a majority of their offense. So um, we'll move on to the next team. We got Des Moines North. Des Moines North is the next team. Uh, rough year for them last year. We'll go over here. Now, here's what I will say. They had a rough year. They went... I'm about to see if the schedule is not loading. But they had a rough year, but they returned some dudes. Here we go. I see. They went 1-8. 1-8. Uh, yeah, you're not going to want to repeat that. But they have. I think they have at least some dudes... That can maybe they lose it in my last column for them. They have one dude. Um, other than that, they returned basically everyone that was on the team from last year. It wasn't a winning team, so there's some concern there. But they returned quarterback Nick Crispin. They don't really have a passing system, so it was not really like some air raid system for a quarterback that that's important. But they return the their lose their biggest loss is uh. Israel Kilat, uh, 
can't say that name. I'm so sorry. Um, 600 plus yards on the year for him. So he had a good year. But then they returned Jonte Brown, Nick Crispin, um, Aaron, Ty Taylor. And I'm interested to see if they got David Cock, uh, Cockler. Again, I hope I'm saying his last name right because he's actually going to Iowa to play football. Um, so they're returning some talent. And they have Kevin uh, Quay. Again, I'm butchering these names. But uh, on the offensive line, Kevin Quay. I'm a, I I have them as their over-under. I, I gave them a little bit of a nice over-under compared to their last season. I gave them a two and a half. So they so it's either a three or a two. Um, at Hoover to start the season, I think they'll win. Des Moines East. I want to do the team profile preview, I mean projection, on Des Moines East before I pick this game because I have no idea. But I'm going to give Des Moines East the benefit of the doubt because they returned Jakari Patton at quarterback, so I think the quarterback situation is better, and I also do think um, that Des Moines East beating them by a, a large margin is kind of a negative for them. Sioux City North, I'm giving Sioux City North a dub in my brain. They return a quarter with starting quarterback as well. Waterloo East, uh, that's a toss-up. Waterloo East beat them last year. I mean, let's see how, let's see how bad the loss was. Maybe that will sway me a little bit if it's a close game. I mean, I gotta assume this returning talent can get them a win. It was at Waterloo East on homecoming. It was twelve to thirty-seven. I'm gonna give Waterloo East a dub, so they're one and three right now at Des Moines Lincoln. I'm giving them no dub over Lincoln. I don't think Lincoln Lincoln loses a lot, and I mean a lot from last year. Uh, so I'll give them the two. They have two right now. Two and what four? Roosevelt. Uh. Roosevelt wins. Yeah, Roosevelt wins. Ankeny win for uh, Ankeny. So they're 2-6 and six right now. Yeah, they're 2-6. and six. No, no, that's wrong. 2-4. and four. Uh, At Atomo, they barely lost last year. I'll give them the 3. I'll give them the 3. At I'm going to look at Atomo's team real quick. I'm, I'm not trying to say Atomo's going to lose when they're returning, like, literally like a starting quarterback because I've made that argument for the teams that are beating them every single time. Um, yikes. Uh, this is a tough decision. I mean, Tanner Shark. Wow, actually, Atomo's returning, like, a good amount. Like almost a their entire team. Uh oh yeah, I'm going to I'm going to Tomo instead of I, I flip the pick. So I'm gonna go on under. I'm gonna go on earth two and a half. I think they get two wins. So they're right up they're right on the line. They could easily flip one of these games. I think Atomo gets better. And it'll be at Atomo, so we'll have to we'll have to see how that one goes. As for Returners for them, I kind of mentioned it, but they got Nick Crispin, their starting quarterback from last year, Jonte Brown, Aaron, David Cocker, Johanna, Minyu, butchered it, Demarion White, and Kevin Quay, and then Isaiah Israel, Calais, their big uh, loss. Um, but uh, yet, I mean, there's some upside because they have prospects that are pretty decent. Des Moines Lincoln moving on to the next team. 
we're going to try to kind of speed things up a little bit. We're nearing like 45 minutes or like projected 55 minutes if I keep going um, at this rate. Uh, for Des Moines-Lincoln, they play Sioux City West at Norwalk, at Des Moines East, at I mean, versus Carlisle, versus Des Moines North, at Marshalltown, at Valley, versus Ames, versus Ankeny. They uh, big returners for them, Casey Carney Hahn, James Lamar, Robert Stonehawker. Um, let me just look at their stats. I won't. So they lose their quarterback, lose Joshua Jenkins. He's going to be really good at Northern Iowa. I mean, I'd, they're losing their literally everyone. They're one, two, three, four, five. Five out of their six returning like they get one of uh, one of those six is returning for rushing yard leaders and their offense is heavily um about the run so i mean that's a lot to say for them to just kind of repair that they get a new head coach i'm interested to see if maybe their system changes but looking at these i mean receiving yard leader they do get Caden aren't back he uh, was a good receiver for them last year for what they threw the ball for um tackle wise they lose one two three four out of their top five tacklers i mean listen i mean they lose a lot i don't think they have a d1 level running back to kind of help ease the pain um so they got i mean i'm gonna go one and oh one and one, one and two, one and three. Actually, let's check up on Carlisle, but I'll keep going. One and four, uh, one and five, one and six, one and seven, one and eight. Right now, I have one and eight. Um, I'm going to check. On, they lost to Carlisle last year without Joshua Jenkins. Uh, we'll check and see Carlisle's like has returning and built like returning players. I don't know if they really do. They actually, I mean, they beat. Some decent teams this year, it looks like. Um, they have a quarterback coming that was a backup that he has decent stats. Um, they do lose a lot, too. So it's not like they're coming back with a bunch. How's the defense looking? Uh, they return a good amount of defense of tackles. So I'm going to go with Carlisle. So 1-8. and eight, So I'm going under for Des Moines Lincoln. I don't think they'll get over that 1.5 total. Uh, yeah, losing a D1 running back and a running system is tough. We'll see if they keep that system. Again, they got a new, new uh, coach, but you never know. Um, maybe I'm completely wrong. Uh, moving on to M- Marshalltown. Um, I mean, this team is not that... I mean, they're not that bad. I actually think Marshalltown was kind of sneakily... Not atrocious last year. Like so, Ames is Ames is a borderline playoff team. They is fourteen seven against them. Uh, they just have some like Fort Dodge. I think they should have beat. Um, but they beat Roosevelt fourteen to seven, and Roosevelt was like a playoff. Another team that was borderline playoff. They had the, their best year in like the history of Des Moines schools. So, or snapped a big streak of bad seasons, not being a suburb team, but. I mean, they're sneakily kind of okay with the sophomore starting at quarterback too. Like, now when I say okay, they were like what, like three and six. Like, I'm not saying they're some like 
sneaky playoff team, but they're compared to some of these other teams in this group, they weren't atrocious. Like they were actually pretty decent. I think they hand, they handily beat all. They lost to Lincoln. That's their thing. They did lose to Lincoln, but they that now they they lose Gannon Williams, who was he went on to play college ball, but and they lose Tristan King, um, and then they lose. Who else do they lose? Let's see. Set, nope. Jose Martinez and Dominic Garth. So some they lose some defense, but the receive like the the offensive end they get Dominic Garth back. I mean not Dominic Garth, uh, Malachi Holmes back. Uh, Nick Rebick had a really good year for them last year. Uh, Dalen Hudson had a good year for them last year, and he's a sophomore. He was he's actually has some pretty impressive numbers. So, I mean they're not. They're not losing an entire staff or anything. So, I mean, at Ams, they lose. Versus Waterloo East, I think they win. So, one and one. Newton, I mean, I don't know enough about Newton to project that game. So, we'll say they win two and one. At Fort Dodge, I say they'll lose two and two. Valley, two and three. Des Moines Lincoln, three and three. Roosevelt, four and three. Five and three, six. Bro, they could go six and three. I'm not. That's not even crazy. Wow, I was not expecting to find out Roosevelt. I mean, I'm giving them a, probably a lot of credit. Roosevelt could be at them. I'm going over on their win total. I think that's a safe bet. Over on their win total sounds like realistic. Like it sounds almost like pretty easy to project. Yeah, it looks like so they. I know Newton had Xavier uh, Arguello, who was actually had a he was explosive. Uh, he's kind of a multi event, kind of multi threat quarterback. Um, they get Cody Klein back, leading rusher. Uh, I mean, and they had Keith Moko. Jeez, this team is actually pretty gross, uh, prospect wise. They return their leading tackler. I mean, I'll give it. I'll give it to Newton, maybe. No, no. Get Xavier, I feel like that's such a big reason they won. That's a toss-up. I'm going over, though, regardless for uh, Marshalltown. Um, I think they get over three and a half wins. They could get four or five. And best case scenario, six. Six does not sound stupid. They play one team, one playoff team from last year, which is Valley. Uh, the rest of these teams are all fringe or not even close to the playoff picture. Um, so, looking at, uh, I'll remind everyone what I picked. So, uh, I picked over on Valley's win total, under on Ankeny's win total, under on Roosevelt's win total, and then under all across the board. It looks like under on Des Moines North, under on Lincoln, and then Marshalltown. Obviously, I just went the over. So that'll that'll wrap up group one. Uh, we'll take about two more minutes here to talk about some of the recruiting news that happened because there was a lot. That, so the biggest one, Omaha Bayou, um, he has that big commitment to Iowa State. That's massive for them. Um, let's um, Braden Dinkla committed to Augustana along with some other guys. Um, I'm going to just look at my Twitter real quick to kind of make sure I don't miss anyone. So Dinkla is one that I remember he was going to, 
Dinklage going to Morningside, not Augustine. Um, my bad. Um, and then Blake Harold from uh, Shenandoah committed to Kansas. Props to him. Um, Diego Jackson committed to Mankato State. Props to him. That's cool to see. Uh, Hayden Jacobson, Jacob this is basketball. He got offered to play at Loris. Um, that's cool to see. He, he's had a really good uh, AAU uh, span. And then, of course, the big one, Omaha Baloo, committed to Iowa State. Um, kind of broke recruiting world a little bit. Iowa State is like a top three recruiting class in the country, so that's nuts. Drew Miller, the number one punter in this nation. Uh, he's a five-star so that's another five star here that um, that I was a potential to hang on on hang on to. Uh, he's he just got offered from Iowa State, and um, that was his first scholarship offer. Um, Andy Hansen from West Branch committed to Mankato State too. Mankato State doing their thing, man. All right, Caden Kirkman uh, committed to Augustana. He was the Augustana type. The Augustana crowd. Dallas Bear committed to Augustana. He's he had an exceptional year. Um, Anthony Isley, Isley uh, committed from. He's a Minneapolis running back. He committed to Northern Iowa. Uh, any other ones? There, I feel like I'm missing one. I'm missing one. I know. I'm just gonna. Oh, Luke Reth committed to University of Northern Iowa as a tackle. I think there was a guard. And is that it? Oh, Brayson Lobb. Uh, Brayson Lobb um, committed to Augustana as well. So there were three Augustana commits. Um, but yeah, that wraps it up. Caden Keefe. Almost forgot about him. Offensive lineman. He got an offer to Wayne State. Um, so that will wrap up the episode. I appreciate you guys uh tuning into this one it's a longer one so I, if you made it all the way in god bless you um i'll try to get the next episode these take a little bit more time to prep i will say uh next one will be group two so i believe that has dowling in it johnson in it cedar falls i think cedar falls i'm not sure i think johnson has guaranteed in it i remember um but yeah i'm excited for this man i'm excited to get through all these teams it, it helps me learn and then again, just always remember, you guys, if you're a fan or if you are literally on the team, you know way more about your team than I do. I am i don't get to see your practices. I don't even get to see a lot of you guys' film, like your full game film. So I can't be, like, all over the place with, like, knowing the returners. Like, for example, if you played sophomore football or freshman football, I'm not going to – not sophomore football, it isn't sophomore. If you played freshman year football and were, was really good, I just, I maybe not, I didn't go watch freshman games, so I don't know. But, um, hope everyone has a good day. Thank you for tuning in, and, uh, see you guys in the next episode.